women who have survived unthinkable and unspeakable violence behind the closed doors of their own homes are speaking out more than ever before. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the stories and journeys of women survivors turned entrepreneurs and how they use their strength and tenacity to help other women move from surviving to thriving. Welcome to Flow Rising. This show contains adult topics and often contains triggering stories. Audience discretion is advised. This episode is proudly sponsored by A Contagious Smile Podcast. A Contagious Smile is a platform that assists both special needs families and survivors of domestic violence. Through her podcast, Victoria helps shine the spotlight on amazing individuals who've battled through hell, conquered it, and now want to share their stories so you too can find your inner light. Find, follow, and listen to a Contagious Smile podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode. I'm Megan, the host, and today I'm excited to be rejoined because Angela McKay was on my last season, my last podcast before I started Flow Rising. So I'm excited to have Angela come talk about a really uh, personally exciting topic to me. But first, we'll say, Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Megan. Like it's it's always good to to jump on a call or a show with you. Happy to be here. Yes, we are excited. Today is a little bit different. So the audience listening, normally, as you know, my shows are full of amazing humans who run great businesses and are survivors themselves. Angela is a very blessed human to not have a survivor story, which I think is fantastic that she's willing to hop on a show anyway, um, because I'll probably share some things that she's going to learn a bit about me today. But the reason I invited Angela is because she is a life coach who also uses one of my favorite modalities, which is tarot card reading. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity to have someone who I consider her more an expert than myself, and that's in that realm. But to have Angela come on and share about tarot, and I can talk to you a little bit about my own personal journey through healing and how tarot has helped me. So yay, we get to talk tarot today. I'm excited. I'll talk tarot anytime. <laughs> I was say, you're a you're a tarot guru for 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 <laughs> those out there who don't know. Let's just start with the basics because I think oh, there's a lot of misconceptions about what tarot is and how it's used, and that it's like you know woo woo kind of stuff. So share with us a little bit about some about the tarot, how you use it in your own business, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Awesome. Um you know, what you said about the tarot and, you know, it's, it's woo-woo nature. It, it can be all of the things. So tarot is a really broad modality. Um, and every tarot reader kind of brings their own style and their own way to it, which I really appreciate. There's a tarot reader out there for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, tarot is a deck of 78 cards. It is comprised of major arcana, which are representative of larger life themes, minor arcana, which are kind of day-to-day instances or energies and court cards, which can be kind of representative of personality types, either your own or, or those of, of other people around you. I really, I'm not a predictive or psychic tarot reader. Um, so if someone's wondering when they'll, they'll meet their soulmate, I'm not <laughs> going to be able to pinpoint a date for them. Uh, there are other tarot readers that are very open to using it in a predictive and psychic nature. And um, that's, that's great just not mine. I do read, I, I use tarot to read the current energy of a situation. So 
something that someone has going on in their life that they're either feeling stuck or they just like further insight on, I'm going to work with them to really get to the root of what's happening. We're going to create a tarot spread with very specific questions for tarot, because the more specific I can be in the questions, the more specific the insights are going to be to you. Mm -hmm. um, within my coaching, I offer pure coaching, coaching with tarot or tarot readings only all three mm -hmm. of these. So the, the coaching with tarot, um, I get pretty jazzed about because like coaching is amazing anyway. So it is a very sacred space between a coach and a client. It's a safe, mm -hmm. it's a held space. Um, it's one thing to be led to your insights. It's another thing to pull some tarot cards and just open those up a little bit further. Um, I, I, I hate to say magical, but for goodness sake, you know, it's really magical. It does. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and so the way, and, and you, the way you use it is a lot of the way I use it personally. I don't read for other people. You know, I started, I think I shared with you. So I started reading tarot in 2019 for my audience listening that I started tarot at the beginning of the year that I actually kicked my abuser out of my life. Um, so 2019 in about February of that year. August 2nd of 2019 was my freedom date. So for a few months, I was actually reading tarot with him in the house, which was kind of strange. Didn't get a lot out of it till like after. And I started that healing process with it. And I do a lot, what you said, where I, over the years have gotten really familiar with, oh, when this particular card shows up, this is how it, it shows up for me personally, or, huh, that energy is showing up. Why is that showing up? And it just, it helps me deepen my personal, I've never had a lead tarot, which I think would be interesting to have that coach. I've had coaches, but never a tarot coach. Um, but I think as far as when it comes to healing, I think I know a lot of your clients that you work with are more in that, the high achieving <laughs> women, um, business owners. And I, I would have to say that statistically, sadly, I bet that the same audience you have is actually the same audience I have because a lot of domestic violence survivors are in and of themselves, highly educated, highly achieving, highly functioning human beings, which seems weird. So when you talk about that audience, you know, that, that high achieving audience, how does tarot help them in that? Cause I know one of the things I do is that overthinking state. <laughs> that mind ramble. And especially when you're in that trauma brain and you just can't get clarity, how have you seen it really help people just gain clarity? Jumping back to one thing you said is, is you had mentioned that you don't read for other people. And I kind of wanted to touch on that just a second, mm -hmm. because um, sometimes people see tarot as a tool to read for other mm -hmm. people. And they really miss out on what it can be for them. In fact, there are many tarot professionals out there who don't read for others. They mm. only read for themselves and they speak of the topic because it is such a rich tool for yourself. Mm -hmm. Vice versa, there's people who don't read for themselves and only read for others. So when it comes to tarot, there really is no expectation on that. So I just encourage anyone who's curious, just kind of mm -hmm. follow the curiosity that, yeah. that you have. Um, so then jumping over to your question, yes, high achieving, um, entrepreneurial, highly educated, um, really into personal development and awareness. Um, it can be easy to get locked up in your head and 
you know, out of your heart space. Tarot is a beautiful tool for kind of opening your, your perspective a little bit. So Mm -hmm. one way, um, that I've used it and that I encourage people who are just curious about it is if you have a journaling practice of any kind, journaling does not have to look a specific way, but if you have any sort of journaling practice, which just means sitting down to reflect on something that you have going on, uh, you can sit down, reflect on what you have going on and then pull a card. So rather than pulling a card to tell you a story, Mm-hmm. You can sit with yourself in your story and then pull a card to gain some further perspective on what's going mm-hmm. on. It really helps to just kind of unlock pieces that you hadn't been able to unlock yourself because we can only see this, this you know, limited space in front of us. Tarot has the capability to open that space up a little broader for us to consider something else. Yeah, that's, I thought my dogs were going to bark. My partner just showed up, so I'm like, these dogs bark in the background. This is this show's recorded live, folks. So it's, <laughs> I don't edit that stuff out. Um, but no, I think that's a really good point that you bring up is that the the many ways, because a lot of times, you know, when I first started doing, like I said, I was asking deep questions like, I mean, let's be honest, survivors who are listening to this understand this question. I think one of the first first few questions of why am I staying? Why is a really hard question to ask to tarot? I will, I will say that's, a, I found that the why questions can be a little harder than the what, the how, the who, like more pointed questions. But for me, it was so, you know, as that question would come up and then I would pull the card and I would try and reflect on the card. Mm-hmm. And it never really actually worked for me to reflect on the card because it was like, I don't understand the card to begin with, or I don't like, because I was so new at it. I didn't actually do what you said, which is like do the reflection or do the meditation or do the journaling. I, I don't personally journal cause I struggle with writing, but mm-hmm. um, I do videos. Like I'll get on like this and just record myself and then pull the card. It does create a different perspective. Um, you know, and for people who are unfamiliar with tarot could, uh, you could probably give a better example than I can. Um, when, like when you pull a card, um, you know, how do you know, how do, how do you like, read that? How do you, I mean, there's the practical where it's just like, here's what it means from the symbolism, but how do you read a card so that you can kind of gain more insight into it? Okay. I think that both the traditional meaning of the card, so that collective wisdom and the intuitive meaning of the card are both quite important. Um, I say that but there's a, there's a point where you can shift away from the traditional meaning and just over into a much more intuitive space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a Biddy Tarot certified um, tarot advisor. Yes. Um, was that necessary for me in my profession? It was not. However, it was a beautiful process. And I feel it mm-hmm. also puts a little bit more oomph behind what I do as mm-hmm. a business owner and in, in offering these. That program emphasizes that process. So Biddy Tarot is quite famous. If you go out, you can see card meanings. Um, for every single card and some explanation. So anyone who's getting into tarot, it's a great place to start to to get what that traditional meaning is behind a card. Don't feel pressured to memorize all the meanings of the cards though, if you're just following curiosity of tarot. All you need to do to get started is let the card tell you a story. So you flip that card over, you see what you see, you feel what you feel, and you just let that card tell you a story. In fact, kind of like you've used video for your journaling, mm-hmm. you can tell that story out loud. Just start naming what you see. Start yeah. naming how that makes you feel. 
And once you start doing that, you start saying words, thinking thoughts that you wouldn't have, have said or thought had you not flipped that card over and just started telling what that story was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a beautiful um, way to look at that because that's, and that's pretty much, I mean, I, I am not that he's certified, but I go to the website all the time. If I'm like, I want the deeper meaning of that card, um, that, you know, her, the website that she created, Biddy Tarot, and it's, and we'll put the uh, Biddy Tarot link in. So if whoever's curious, it'll be in the show notes. So you can follow that as well. Uh, not a sponsor of the show at all. We'll just say that right now. We both <laughs> enjoy using her stuff, but then she'll go into some insights. And I love that, um, you know, and for those who don't read, you know, the picture face up means one thing. The picture face down can mean another thing if you choose it. Um, but I love the word association. I'm, I'm, I just, I love words and words will trigger, you know, for me, that's how I look at it. I'll go, oh, so I pulled, uh, yesterday I pulled the, uh, the Empress in reverse. And for me, um, that card has always, it's just that feminism that, you know, it's the blonde woman. I'm like, that's like my ideal. I remember seeing myself like, that's what I want to look like when I get older, like this oozing femininity. And then when it's in reverse, I feel like, how am I, how am I holding back on that? Or how am I, you know, pulling in? And so I think that it just looking at the card and just seeing, what does it say to me? You know, this beautiful woman sitting on a throne, just this gorgeous blonde woman. And you're like, oh, she's just so feminine and so lovely. And, and, you know, and so I think that that's the point is that the pictures are there because I mean, when, we could tell the history of tarot a little bit. I mean, it was actually created as a tool against religion, but we won't go into all of that as to why writer history. Yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of fun history that I've, I, I'm kind of a history nerd. So I love geeking out on that stuff, but yeah, I think that that's where that, like you said, that intuitive piece, especially in the healing space. Um, how, how do you use it yourself? Cause even though you are not a survivor and you know, that doesn't mean that you don't have stuff that you've waded through in life. We've all had things that we've had to heal from and move through. How do you use it for yourself when you're reading and journaling? What kind of stuff does uh, does that look like for you? Yeah, um, I have a morning routine. I get mm-hmm. up before the sun, um, preferably mm-hmm. when the house is quiet and everyone's still sleeping. I have a meditation and journaling. So my journaling is just, um, I have both guided and free flow journaling, but it's really just if I'm feeling like it and whatever's on my heart at that moment, whatever is weighing on my mind at that moment, it's an opportunity for me to just kind of write that out. I'll typically then pull a card to either expand on that or many times I'll just ask for kind of some more general messages. Like what is a, a, um, good message for me to hold on to today. What is something that I could, you know, focus on embracing today? What is something I could focus on releasing today? Um, You know, just these, these kind of more broad messages for me to just Mm -hmm. carry on throughout my day to set a tone Mm -hmm. for the day. Um, But I also use them in many other instances. So there's tarot spreads for the moon cycles. There is tarot spreads for my business planning. I've, I've used it within my life, life coaching business to, mm-hmm. to drive content. Like there are so many both um, awareness ways to use it as well mm-hmm. as practical ways yeah. to use it. So, I mean, there's really not a space in my life that I can't. You can't. Some sort of tarot spread. To do. <laughs> and, and I think, 
you know, and I personally do the same thing. A lot of times when I'm feeling, because one of the things about trauma brain and, and survival body, I call it that because I, I, I feel there's a lot of disconnect between my brain and my body because I learned to survive. And so a lot of times I'll just have anxiety. And maybe something specific's going on. So it's like, oh, yeah, well, I know what I'm anxious about. But a lot of times I will literally wake up in the mornings, be okay for maybe a few minutes, and then some, it just hits. And I don't understand. I'm like, so I will often think about it, you know, muddle it over. If I can't quite pinpoint it, I, I will go and I will ask the cards where, you know, what area of my life is anxiety showing up? And it'll just pull something, you know, and, and we could also go into the different, you know, suits of them. You know, if it's the swords, okay, you're, you're, you need to know something. What do you need to learn or let go of? What do you think you know and, and don't know? Or, um, you know, I, the cups cards come up a lot for me, especially in those, because that's the feeling space. So there's a lot of, what am I feeling? What am I holding on to? What, what's muddling in there. Um, but I think it's, it's a healing practice. It's sometimes you just, you, you just need to ask a question and you want to ask yourself the question. And I think that's where tarot comes in is you're like, this isn't, this isn't mystical. We call it mystical and magical because it does feel that way a lot of times when you're pulling cards, <laughs> but it, it's one of those, like, how does it, you know, really just speak to me and, and heal that moment. Um, you know, and you talk about not needing to memorize the cards, but how do you, like, do you have books or how do you help yourself kind of, you know, re-solidify that intuitive hit? Because obviously you don't want the card to mean something totally different every time. The card can mean something totally different every time. So I'll ah, start there. Really I'm always like, it's going to mean the same thing. Start there. It means something totally different every time. Oh, okay. um, I, do, I do have books. Um, yeah. I do have resources that I, that I consistently go back to. Mm -hmm. However, generally speaking, I do have those cards memorized there. If someone gets, wants to get really into that, there are really great ways to start easily memorizing what those cards mean so that you do have keywords for every single card and where that fits. There is rhyme and reason to it. Yeah. Um, however, <laughs> I'm coming back to my thought. Give me a moment That's here. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, your thought on the, that it can mean something different every yes. time. So generally when I'm flipping those cards over, one, I'm looking at them all together because mm -hmm. they tell a story together. They have individual meaning. There's individual positions, but they tell a story all together. So I'm really picking up on that. Um, but beyond that, I've been thinking of those keywords that come with the traditional meaning of the card, but there might be a card that I'm looking at that has a traditional meaning, but I'm looking at it and going, not in this reading, not for this person, not for this purpose. Mm -hmm. It's actually pointing us in this direction over here. So mm -hmm. that's the beauty of the intuitive part. As a reader, if I read just off of those traditional meanings, it's going to be a really flat, less insightful reading. It's yeah. really when you're allowing your mind to open up to the intuitive hits that are coming from the cards. That's yeah. where that, that magic um, can happen. Yeah. I have to say on a, on a personal level. So I, I follow, I follow you on, well, you're on all the social, social media sites, but I think I find you on TikTok most because that's where I am lately, but like, you'll do your collective readings. And I always, I always love the moment when you're looking at the card and you're like, huh. And it's just like, I can see the wheels going, 
that's not what that means. But here's what I'm getting. And I love you'll be like, so tr- sometimes you'll even say traditionally this card means, but that's not what I'm getting today is today. It means, I think you did one with uh, the devil recently. And I'm like, that's not what that card means. It was what the card meant in the moment, but I'm like, no, that's actually not what that card normally represents. But I think that that interesting that you're saying that it, it can, because sometimes I think I get hard on myself again, that whole survivor trauma brain of I have to get it right. So I'm always safe kind of thing. Um, but yeah, allowing yourself to, to be more open and more fluid with it. Right. Um, And I mean, that was a process for me as, as a reader was really mm -hmm. leaning into that trust. So Mm -hmm. an element of my coaching is I help connect women to their, to their intuition, to find and follow their intuition so that they can trust themselves to make decisions. It's a really empowering process. I had to find that for myself as a reader without finding that for myself as a reader, again, it was flat. It was less insightful. Once I was able to really lean into that intuitive hit. Mm-hmm. So like I said, that card, I've got to catch that thing. That's that, that I hear that thing that I see right away. I've got to take that. And that's where I have to go. Otherwise I'm going to start overthinking it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take that message to somewhere flat and, or somewhere that it wasn't, it wasn't meant to go. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier you had, you had mentioned something about reversals. Oh yeah. Um, that's something else that's very personal to readers. Some readers um, read them and other readers don't. And they have different philosophies behind why they do or they don't. So that's another place that if someone is curious about tarot and getting into it and the idea of memorizing 78 cards times two. Times two. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to. Like that's the thing is you approach it in whatever way feels good for you to approach it. And if something ends up feeling too frustrating or overwhelming, evaluate that space and find something that works for you instead. Yeah. Um, something else that, that hit me as you were talking is if you put too much um, stock in the card and yeah. that meaning of the card, it can actually end up increasing your, your anxiety. Interesting. So I, I forewarn a little bit from the way that one, they're, they're tarot cards, right? So it, it's picking up on an energy. This is not a, um, I said, from, for me, it's not a predictive. This is not a will happen. Mm-hmm. Every card, card has light and shade. So there are positives and negatives to every single card, just as there is in life, right? So if someone is in a very anxious state and they're pulling cards, one, they're already more closed off to their intuitive yeah. space. So if you are in a really anxious space, it's probably not your best time to pull cards because you're so stuck here that you're going to have a harder time opening up intuition. Wait until you're a little bit more receptive to messaging. Because two, if you pull a card like the tower, and mm-hmm. for those who don't know, the tower is a card that shows a tower falling down. There's a lightning yep. bolt of people falling off of it. Like Flames it's a destructive down. looking card. Yes. But it's just, it's very reminiscent of life is up and down all the time. There are times in lives where things fall apart so that they can be rebuilt in the most beautiful and aligned way. And tower moments can happen in the smallest or biggest of ways, most of the time in the smallest of ways. It just shows you that um, either you're in one of those periods of times where things are kind of pulling apart so that they can come back to a beautiful place or maybe that you're resisting something that maybe it needs to fall apart. And, yep. and be rebuilt. So it's just making sure that you're not um, afraid of the message that you're seeing or in such an anxious state that it's just 
really not serving you to be pulling cards at that time. It's so funny that you talked about the tower card. When I was getting ready to decide when I didn't know about my podcast and I was, you know, obviously when you're making decisions, sometimes, you know, that tarot can give you some insight. And I was just like, I don't know why I don't like what I was doing. Just for people who didn't know my, my previous season was only about entrepreneurship. I did not bring in the whole survivor piece. I wasn't ready to start talking about it. I think there was probably two weeks straight that the tower wouldn't go away. And I mean, I kept pulling, I'd do three card pulls and there it was, I'd do one card pulls, there it was. I'd go for days and I'd pull it back up and I'm like, all right, what am I resisting? And that, and sometimes that, I don't know if that's ever happened to you where this card just won't go away and you're like, all right, what is it? Those are called stalker cards. <laughs> Stalker cards happen when you're either in a stage of life where something is pretty steady. So that's the energy that you're going to keep reading Mm -hmm. and, or, um, you are resisting that message. So it's going to keep putting itself in front of you. Um, and like I said, I love creating and using tarot spreads. There are tarot spreads for stalker cards. So you can pull ah. your stalker card. And then there's a few questions basically mm-hmm. kind of expanding that out to see what, what is it telling me? What am I missing? So that when you see that card come up over and over again, <laughs> you can gain a little bit more insight. Y- yes. And I think that's eventually what I did was I kept pulling, like, I was like, all right, it's like the 10th <laughs> time what's going on. And then I just started asking some, like I did a three card spread. What's, you know, where's my head? Where's my heart? What am I manifesting is usually my three cards, but yeah. yeah. And I think in that point, that was when it came up that, Oh, this is around work. I'm sure the three of pentacles was in there somewhere. Oh, this is around your career and your work and your, and I was like, Oh, the podcast. (laughs) Like, it was just like, all of a sudden I was like, "Ah." (laughs) you know, and even in big moments when, um, you know, in the healing piece, not just the the practical business piece, but in that healing space where I've had cards um, show up. I remember about a year ago when I moved in with my now fiance, um, it was it, the stalker card of the time was three of hearts or three of swords. I was like, three of hearts. It's the heart with the three swords, the okay. three of swords. And it, for really, I mean, for those who don't know the cards, it's a heart pierced by three swords. And it can very traditionally mean heartbreak and heartache and, you know, pain in the heart space. And, and I, I mean, I was going through it for a long time, you know, at the end of last year. And so it is interesting how, yeah, sometimes, like you said, sometimes there's times when you pull a card and you're just so flat that you're like, this doesn't mean anything. And then there's sometimes when the cards are like, nope, we're just going to keep saying it till you pay attention to it. Cause it really, I've been, I have been stopped by that same card before. And it is such an interesting card because it's in the suit of swords and the suit of swords is about that uh, logic and thought and communication and, you know, rational mind sort of space. And it's, it's funny because it is a heart with the Mm -hmm. three swords and it is about heartbreak. So it kind of pulls you more towards those like heartfelt feelings, but really it's reflective of how much of heartbreak or disappointment or devastation, all of these things aren't so much a matter of the heart as they are a matter of the mind. And mind. your mindset. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's and, always been such a fascinating card for me. Well, yeah. And I think that that was, that was one of those times when it was one of those cards that I, all of a sudden, I finally started paying attention to the suit. And like you said, I was like, wait, this is swords. Mm-hmm. Not how am I 
feeling? What am I thinking about my heartbreak? What am I pondering on? What thoughts? And of course, because I'd recently moved in with, you know, a new man, all of this stuff from my 18 year marriage was coming up because some, yeah. there are certain things that in, in a relationship that can't be healed till you get inside of a new relationship. And so it was just interesting that, and so the, I think that what my point of all of that is, is that there's such complexity to the cards um, that can just give you, but I think again, to your point that it's more that intuitive piece to let go of the intellectual, especially for high, you know, overachieving, overthinking yes. humans, um, you know, and again, there's, there's no more overthinking group of human beings, especially women than those who have survived trauma. Mm -hmm. Be because we can just wind up and stay stuck. And I think that's why, you know, it's one, it's why I asked you to come on the show because I was like, I want people to understand that there is a tool out there. I had another lady come on who's an energy healer. She happens to be a survivor herself. Um, but same kind of thing. Sometimes we have to step out of traditional therapy to find different ways of healing and moving forward and, you know, life meaning. And I think that's where that coach piece also comes in too. Mm -hmm. I found a lot of survivors say they had more success with a coach than they did with a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, share with us as we wrap up here a little bit, um, you know, when it comes to connecting with you, if someone is like, I really would love to see what it's like to connect and have someone maybe guide me through with some tarot and some coaching. How could the audience get connected with you directly? My website is the best place to go. Okay. So Angela McKay, LLC.com. Okay. Um, like you, I said, I'm, I'm on the so all the socials. So down at the bottom yes. of the website, there's, there's links to all those for anyone yeah. who would want to check something out. But also on my website is one, a, a submission form with any questions that they have. Mm -hmm. And there's a link to connect with me for a free 20 minute call to talk about yeah. what this could mean for them yeah. and how connecting with me as a coach and a tarot reader can help to move them forward. So website is, is probably the best yes. place. I want to expand really quickly on something you said, okay. if you don't mind, Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, I want to come back to that point of just encouraging people to tell the story of the card. Like yeah. I said, if they are curious on doing this on their own, just tell the story of the card because it opens up your creative space. So we are stuck in our head and there's many reasons that we are. And we don't want to worry about getting tarot right or wrong when we're using it for ourselves. Well, tell the story of the card, let your, your creative side flow because we are creative beings. And it just, it lets you think in a completely different way. Um, so that's if you're doing tarot for that's, yourself. Otherwise, yeah. if anyone is interested in, in, having a reading and being on the other side of the cards. I'm happy. I'm happy to connect. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's a really good point is that allowing yourself to expand into that creative space is one of the most healing things that you can do for yourself mm -hmm. is to allow yourself to step over the line that you created in your brain to stay safe and create that safety for yourself within that trust and that intuition and that, that self-belief, which this is a great practice to really start delving into that stuff. So Angela, thank you so much for coming and talking tarot with me. It's always fun for me to get to talk about some of the stuff I do in my own journey. 
um, for the audience who's listening, if you would like to get connected with Angela, please tap one of the links below. Um, find her on social media if you just want to follow or definitely reach out, um, you know, take some time, talk with her and see if it's a right fit to have her help you with tarot, hopefully maybe even tarot and coaching because that's a really, really powerful practice. So thank you for being on the show, Angela. Thank you so much, Megan. Of course, to the audience, thank you for joining us. And I am wishing you peace, love, and flow. And may your flow be ever rising. Until next time.